previously on Live at 605. But yeah, no, it was awesome to, I just said awesome in like 15 different ways it's in that movie sentence. movie making, it's about making movies. <laughs> like, so that's not the same use. <laughs> no, but you're like, so awesome. <laughs> so, so anyway. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live for a second time from beautiful downtown <laughs> Toronto. We are returning to our roots. Returning to our roots. Uh, we are doing a one microphone this one week. One microphone, take two. Take two, because we're having all kinds of issues. It wouldn't be a season <laughs> if I didn't have an issue and yeah. go from two mics to one mic. Yeah. So I, I hope that by next week's episode, yeah. we're back to two mics. But I still think sometimes... We do our best work close to close together. I'm glad you think failing is, uh, I don't even know, escape to some positive thing. I, yeah, and I, <laughs> I just got out of the shower, but my hands literally from the last five minutes of me trying to fix this have now become clammy <laughs> oh, again. No! I got clammy hands. You got I don't nervous. Know. I got nervous all of a sudden. I'm sorry. I think it also might have to do with I'm coming off a week of being sick, so you might <laughs> still hear it in my voice. I love that because I got you sick. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you sleep a foot away from someone every night for the last four and a half years or so. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I guess the pattern went, my boss got me sick, as did an influx of students being on a subway system. Yeah. Then I got you sick. And yeah. then you, my cough is still lingering too. You got a horse cough. I got a horse yeah. cough. I got phlegm everywhere. Same. I've been shooting nose candy, not drugs, but actual like nose spray for yeah. my uh, congested self. Yeah. And I had to take the last two days off of work. This is now a yeah. site. We're recording this on Sunday. I had to take Thursday, Friday off because I was not feeling very well. Yeah. But, I uh, didn't get to. You didn't get to. <laughs> and hey, you can't take days off work when you're doing a podcast either. No, you can't take podcasts yeah. off. We got to put this out every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So we got a lot to get to this week, yeah. even though for the second straight week, I have exactly no notes. I have zero notes this That's week. That's okay. I think we got a lot. I'm very curious. You have an iPad with you. We'll get to this in a bit. Yes, I do have an iPad with me. But I don't know why you have a thing that says video girl. Because I'll explain yes. it later. Okay. Well, why don't we give out all of our contact information? And uh, I'll let you hit us up first. If you want to get in contact with me or check out some of the cool shit John and I have been up to this past week, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ValGomez23. How's your Instagram game going this week? Strong? Yeah. I think it is. It's strong. Oh, like, my pick... Like, yeah, your likes and my stuff. My pick stats are great, but I keep losing like three followers. I can't break that 212 mark, guys. I've actually had the same problem with Twitter, which if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at mm. Malencamp. I keep going up and down. I, I'm stuck at like 520 yeah. Twitter followers. Well, what was me? I got 80 <laughs> followers on Instagram. I can't get more than three <laughs> likes on it, like an amazing picture of something I, I spend all day working on. <laughs> I will say that my like stats, though, for picks... Have definitely gone up. So last week when we did the podcast, what was like your average like? Like 12. Uh, 12. Okay, that was like a good day. Yeah. That was like an average day, yeah. not a good day. What's now an average it's day? like minimum is 18. So whether or not you're losing or gaining three followers, it's the qu- quality of followers. Exactly. They like you. They like your shit. They like my shit. Would you rather have 500 Twitter followers? Or, I mean, no. why would you rather have 500 Instagram followers? Yeah. Or every picture gets 30 likes minimum. Every picture gets 30 likes minimum. So you'll take less followers, but yeah. more likes. 
Even, like, for some reason, like, you're not on Snapchat, but I got, like, eight new followers on Snapchat this week. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I always think about doing Snapchat, but I'm, like, <laughs> I feel like it would go, like, my Vines, where they just... They would. They They're go like the rest, they go like the rest of my social media. Underappreciated. <laughs> yeah. I have the best. I, I I swear we have the best podcast. Top three podcasts in the entire. I love that you just belittled our own podcast. No. I used to be the top three podcasts in the you world. You were gonna say the best podcast in the world, and then you belittled it and went back down to third. So out of the thousands, hundreds of thousand podcasts. Yeah. I went from saying we're the best to being top three. You gotta give yourself wiggle room. I would like to say this is the only podcast I listen to. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, I think I have one of the best social media games in the entire North Americas. So if you want to get in contact with yeah, God and tell him, <laughs> and get in contact with him to say how much this podcast is in the best of the Americas, you can yeah. email John at. Live at 605 at gmail.com. You threw me off my game. I, I know. Uh, I know. Live at 605 at gmail.com. You can write us comments, questions, concerns. Send yes. us butt pics if you want. Please don't. Uh, uh, but you can do what lovely friend of the podcast, Chris Eiffel, did. And mm-hmm. send us actual stings for the podcast. Exactly. Which his sting is now the last sting you hear. The last thing you hear on every... On every podcast. Yeah. Initially, it used to be yours was the last I know. Name, but now we put our friend Chris Eiffel... So if you want to send us stings, we'll play them, and if they, if maybe we'll put them on every podcast. We'll yeah. see how that goes. And Facebook.com slash Live at 605 was not a good week for memes for me this week. Sorry. I don't, I think I did one meme, because I was too sick. I didn't have it in me. You didn't have I it? I did not have it in me this week. Sorry, dude. So I only did one meme. I don't even, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what it is. I'll take a look. But um, Facebook.com slash Live at 605, and you'll see pictures, memes, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say... Aside from last week, mm-hmm. our Facebook page has been, again, top three Facebook pages. <laughs> top three, without a doubt, so you got to give yourself wiggle room. Okay. But what uh, what should people do on your uh, Instagrams? Or, I mean, on your iTunes? Leave us a comment on our iTunes page, because every comment you leave us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy and helps extend our reach. Exactly. So I realized... Okay, I did, I did put one decent meme this week. It's a picture of Drake on the phone laughing okay. as butt off yeah. and it says when Val gets the live at 605 hiccups <laughs> then the only other thing I posted was a chalkboard that said download live at 605 oh nice so, I remember that yeah so uh, and that's the other thing if you guys want to go to places and write down download live at 605 on boards yeah. do it and then send us pictures like this one we got from uh, our friend Jason in Montreal at a uh, poutine shack Ooh. sent us download live at 605 nice and he also wrote, some people wrote down, Jersey Boys were here, someone's phone number, and Dr. Sarah. <laughs> so, Ooh, question mark. So, I'm fighting through my my nasally self, mm-hmm. um, which is all right, but what, what what do we do this week? We did a lot of different things, well, I feel like. I think this week, um, for those of you guys who live in Toronto and are listening, the past 10 days have represented TIFF yeah. in the city. And so, um, between... But I'm not from Toronto. What is TIFF? TIFF? Good, good question. There you go. Uh, so TIFF is the Toronto International Film Festival, and it's been happening... But I come from a place without electricity. What's a film festival? 
don't like when we share mics. No. <laughs> right? Don't make me give you the clam It's too hands. easy to slap you. <laughs> um, what you recall it. So, okay. So, the Toronto International Film Festival happens every year in our city. Um, and it's usually from September 10th through the 20th. Mm-hmm. And it just means a collection of films comes here. I think it's like 200 films. You can screen them all around the city at different venues. Celebrities come in <coughs> and do like press junkets. Um between like John, myself, and other friends of the podcast, Ferris, and Maddie, and Nikki and everyone, we usually try and attend as many um, movies as we can and or work some of the events. Definitely. So we went to a couple this week, which we'll get into in a bit. Mm, So I think it's cool because uh, we could have gone to a fair bit more. I think we opted not to because both John and I were not feeling the greatest. Um, But yeah, I think there was like some pretty intense movies we've seen this week um, that we can tell you listeners about before they become into like mainstream theaters. Exactly. So before we get into all of that, we should probably get into a sponsorship this week. Yeah. Do you have one? No. I have one that I forgot that happened to us like three weeks ago. Oh. So why don't we get into the sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. So nowadays pick you up and we always walk home every day. Right. And it was funny, one day we were walking home, and this was actually a sponsor, like, I don't know, four or five seasons ago, when these kids on a bus, like, yelled at me and like, oh gave me the God, finger. Oh they're like, fuck we you. Always forgot, we forgot yeah. to say this. So I always get weary when I see kids on buses. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, whatever, I don't get mad, it's yeah. funny. But last that one time, these kids were like, giving me the finger, and like, you assholes. <laughs> but this one time... We're walking down uh, past Roy Thompson Hall, which we were at earlier this week. Yeah, Simcoe. Simcoe. And this kid, this bus full of kids, we were, I guess we were holding hands walking down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and what did, the, what did the kids yell when we were walking past them on the bus? Kiss her! Kiss her! Kiss her! <laughs> You're like yelling kiss her, so like, we obliged and we uh, gave you some sugar on the street there. Whoa, so we made out on the street. Yeah. It was actually, okay, so you're at, there, there's some added points to this. There were three buses of like Montessori, all one nationality kids. All right, I'm making this a racial episode then. Okay. Did you? Okay, it was very much. I'm not going to answer what I thought they were, what nationality. Ah, That's all you. Right? They may have been. Mongolians. No. See, that sounded racist. I know. Right? Um, But I was like, whoa, there's a lot of students on these three buses. They're all yelling out kiss, and it's like a beautiful, sunshiny day. Yeah. John and I kiss, and I swear to God, it could have been like our, our like, tip rock star moment. Yeah. We're like, these busloads of kids are just cheering for <laughs> John and I as we, like, make out on the street. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. And then, like, these two adults behind us, I don't yeah. know why we're not considered adults, yeah, I but, know, like, I don't know. these two older adults standing behind us just started, like, laughing, and I guess they were, like, cheering and, like, just, like, cordially, like, obliging them, too. Yeah. So it was just funny. I'm like, I don't remember ever, like, che- like skiing for pedestrians to that when I was on a school bus. I, yeah, I don't know what they were doing or where they were going, but it must yeah. have been... It was probably, like, a like a field trip to the city. Yeah. they were leaving out, like, the end of the day. That's true. So they're taking some education. But, like, when we were on school buses growing up, I remember doing that thing to, like, trucks being like, honk oh. your horn. Oh, yeah. And all of us, like, being, like, pulling that whistle-looking and 
like motion. Right. Um, and we used to always freak out when that would happen, but clearly it's gotten a little rated R. It has. On these school buses. <laughs> you just reminded me of like a school bus experience. So you took, did you take, you just said you took school buses from, wait, you used to live close to where you I used to, to live close. So for, my ele- for my elementary school, I could walk to school. Did, and same with my high school. So you never took a bus? No. But, can, let me finish my damn All right, story. Listen. <laughs> in my third year, um, so grade 11 in high school, our school was getting renovated, <laughs> so we ended up having to move to this warehouse. What? Like, what up- are you, the kids in, what's a movie with kids in school? I don't know, yeah, Dance all of Fever? Them. <laughs> is Dance Fever? I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that a movie? Go check on IMDb uh, after. I will when check When I tell that, my story, right? you can check. Um, but yeah, we used to take a school bus up to the warehouse holding school, and it was, like, pretty crazy in there, because there was, like, train tracks running into it. Um, so it wasn't very, like, beautiful or picturesque. It definitely felt like it was a prison a little bit. That's weird. That's my only school bus experience. Uh, I had to take school buses to, to school a few times throughout my career. I took them grade school and then in high school I either walked we talked about this yesterday this is how stupid how old I am in like grade 10 I rollerbladed to school with the, with the walk with the walkman <clears throat> which is kind of crazy okay so there is not actually a movie called dance fever but there is a show that was on for almost 10 years really? called dance fever who was in this show uh Charlie O'Donnell who played himself I don't know <laughs> Right? Ted Lang. Okay. I don't know if it was actually just the show about dancing, to Maybe. be honest. What, what year it's is it? It's called from? Lots of Dancing, Disco Music in Tight Pants. That's my <laughs> kind of show. It's the overview of the show. It's from 1979 to 1987, and it only got 5.6 out of 10. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least there's something on IMDb called Dance Fever. There you go. So, I took a... Sp- Richard Simmons was on it. Richard Simmons, okay. Yeah. Anyone else have a notable name? Uh, Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller, I know Eric her. Estrada. Okay. Sherman Hemsley from oh. the Jeffersons. Or Fresh Prince. <laughs> wow, you're young. <laughs> Shaka <laughs> Khan. Sha- oh, I like Shaka Khan. Right? Okay, <laughs> anyway. So, from grade one to grade six, I went to Roland Michener Public School. It was a circle school. It was a school that was a circle, which is pretty cool. Okay. Because you never, how often do you go to a school and it's a circle? It's usually like a rectangle or a square. Wow, there's nothing to do in Ottawa, is there? <laughs> this is Canada, yo. <laughs> right. Once again, there's nothing to do even on the verb of Ottawa. So, grade one to grade six, I took a yellow school bus to school and it came pick me up in front of the house. And now the rule was, and you might not know this, but the older kids got to sit in the back of the bus. Yeah. Because that was cool. So, the grade six, the, oh shit. Drop your pen on me. I always drop the pen once. So No, you don't. You drop it like eight times. Once so far is what I'm talking about. So Royal Missioner Public School only went to grade six. So grade mm-hmm. six, you're top cheese, okay. big cheese. Uh, and the goal was when you got to grade six, you got like the last two rows of the bus. So I remember being like a little kid, like, oh, I can't wait to become like a 12-year-old grade six so I can get to the back of the bus. Do they, these not, when I'm in grade six, these punk grade five kids acting like some little assholes, would take the back of the bus. Did you set an example, John? Uh, well, me, there was like, <laughs> there was like me and maybe five or six other grade sixes on this bus, because different buses go to different mm-hmm. places. Yeah, did you look like a grade six, though? 
I did, but when I was in grade 10, I looked like I was in grade 6. In grade 6, I looked normal. Grade 7 through 12, I looked like I was still in grade 6. Yeah. So, these, um, so it's like, yeah, no, we're like, you put in our time. You guys get the back next year. And I remember us, like, telling the bus driver, and she's like, slag off. And then we're like... like, That is such a non-real issue. Well, and then we, we tell, like... I think we either told our teacher or the principal. and the, I think we told the principal. <laughs> Principal's like, look, there's no set rule. Whoever, no. He's like, this is what we're going to do. Whoever gets to the bus first gets the seats. Exactly. So one of my proudest days in grade six was we were in a portables for our grade six class. Mr. Yeah. Calhoun, grade six. Cut Calhoun. Cut Calhoun. He actually kind of looked like Mr. Radage in Degrassi Junior High. He got the mustache. You're the only one, we'll talk about this later, who has this intense love for Degrassi still. I do not know that reference. Well, you don't know Mr. Radage? No, I don't watch Degrassi You got the anymore. mustache. Like, the, the more you actually show me what a mustache is, does not actually help me understand who Mr. Radage is. I know what a mustache is. Okay. Okay. So we were in portables for Mr. Cut Calhoun's yeah. class. Potent portables? Potent portables. Uh, and I remember, so we would usually not cut through the school we would go around the side to get to the buses i was like okay i think i sat at the back of the classroom and i was like you know what guys at the crack of 3 30 i'm going to dart out of here i already got my jacket on my boots my bag i'm going to hustle through the school and somehow even though it's a circle i knew a way to go straight through it because <laughs> the closest distance is a straight line I cut through this goddamn school. Why do I feel like I'm in grade six? <laughs> like, okay. I cut through this, this circle so fast because these punk grade fives, they were inside the school. They were closer to the bus. So that's why they got there every day. Yeah. I ran so fast this one day I got to the back of the bus and like the other five grade sixers were like cheering my name. It was like the best uh, bus ride home. Why do you only have five grade sixes who are on a bus? No, because there's like five different buses going five different ways. Oh, so your specific grade. My specific bus. Yeah. Where there was like five or six. It may have been seven. Yeah. It may have been seven. I don't know. There could have been seven. Okay. I got there that one day, and then that was the only day, and I remember it was a good day. I got to the bus first. This is the most ridiculous story ever. I swear, we're not having luck with technology today. I've had to do another garage band window to get this going. So anyways, that... Bus full of kids just reminded me. Because I remember us, too, like, you're you're an asshole when you're a kid on a school bus. Right. Especially when it was a field trip and you're with your classmates. Because when you're on a bus just going to school, you're with people you're not necessarily, like, good friends with. Really? Well, because, like I said, there's only six of us in grade six on that bus. Five of them may have been, like, nerds. I was the popular one, so I didn't associate with them. Is this, like, the best years of your life? The way you're talking about it? <clears throat> it's with such, like... You think know. a great me a twelve year old kid's the best year of my You're life? You're really excited to tell this story. Well, maybe it was because my best friend at the time, Andy Sinclair, was the most popular kid in school. Aww. So by uh, proxy. proxy, I was like very popular. Yeah. Then you know what happened? Grade seven when I went to W. Erskine Johnson. No. He moved to Winnipeg. Uh, I wasn't popular no more. Well, probably he wasn't either if you went to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. But here's my an origin story. First day of grade seven, I'm in Mrs. Drennan's class. Don't know anyone, because the French who I had from Roland Michener mm-hmm. were in a different grade. Why do stuff. all these Ottawa people have such weird names? Mrs. Drennan? Drennan, Erskine, Richner. W. Erskine Johnson. Mustache Richage or something. <laughs> Mr. Radage with the mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First day of grade seven, I don't know anyone in my class. I'm sitting at a rectangle 
Guess you'll Why are shapes so important to you? Did you learn the names of these shapes? A rectangle. <laughs> my, Randy. Randy. My circle school. My rectangle table. Well, no. Have you ever <laughs> seen a, a school that was a circle? No. You, your schools were squares or rectangles. Were <laughs> okay. they not? Maybe they were cone shape. Maybe your obsession with polygons is weird. Listen, you know who sat to my left, possibly your right, in grade 7, first day of class? I'm pretty sure I know who. We saw him yesterday. Yeah. Mr. James Penguin. Bond, Penguin, Mr. Dan, from uh, from lots of podcasts. So that's the first day I met him, was grade 7, the first friend I made in grade 7. Aww. So anyways, and then from there, I was never as popular as I was in grade 6. <laughs> Until I got to college, and then I was very popular again. Is this about? Is this going to be a podcast to decipher when you were most popular? No, because I know when I was most popular. It's when I started dating you. <laughs> and you damn well better remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oops. Ah, shit. That's all I got to say about schools and buses and being popular. But yeah, no, I think I've, I was ever more popular than, than I am right now with you. <laughs> like, honestly, again, top three podcasts. I got... One of the best social medias, as do you. Yeah. I also do you not think we're probably like the best people in the world, like coolest, no. most down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Advice. Most down to earth. I love that's what you shot with as number as number two of the attributes. You Maybe know, you're not, but I try to be. You know you're pretty dope. I know so. Yeah, I know so. <laughs> I know so. So what's with that Gone Girl website you had up there? No, no, no. As we'll talk about our week in chronological order. Oh. But last week, I guess, um, what you call it? Because we went. Did we go out for brunch last week with some friends? Last Sunday, yeah. Last Sunday, I guess we hadn't seen our friend Cameron. A uh, dear friend of the podcast, Ferris's boyfriend, yeah. and Maddie in a while. Um, yeah. So we all went out for brunch, and it was really cool because it was kind of like that, like dreary kind of like subdued weather outside. Yeah. And we we're like, all right, let's just rally. And I love when you can do a last minute rally with friends, and then everyone comes out. Yeah. Um, which is super fun, but it was just nothing but shenanigans and jokes about um, Maddie's like. Uh, dating, yeah. uh, funny situations, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing is, and it's only because we spoke about it the day before, was dudes with small teeth. I, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What did we say? No, I thought you were going to say dudes with small something else. No! Ah, well, that's the way people were thinking. That's not what I'm thinking. I know, you were thinking small teeth. <laughs> so, I was thinking small hands. <laughs> Would that bother you? Like, people with small teeth? Yeah, people uh, yes. Small teeth are weird. So, uh, Maddie was saying, like... She met this guy on Tinder. For those of you guys who don't use Tinder, if it's not in the region in which you listen to <laughs> yeah. this podcast. If you're from Mongolia. I don't know. There might not be Tinder in Mongolia. So <laughs> Tinder is basically, it's like a year old dating. It's just like a dating site. Dating site where you basically, it's super superficial where you just look at a person and you check mark and swipe right if yeah. you like them. And then you have the ability to talk to them. So it's not like as... Um, intense as like an eHarmony, etc., etc., etc. So Maddie did this, and she ended up. She saw this guy, and like from her po- profile pic, looked totally normal, except he had really small teeth. Right. And so I'm like, dude, I'm right there with you. That would freak the fuck out of me. Right, right, right. Right. I'd be like, you need caps. Yeah. Right. The second one she ended up meeting was a, like another person who grayed in the profile pic, but ended up being 
overtly affectionate and right. it was like touching her and like yeah. trying to hug her. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties with the stupid garage band. Um, so yeah, so basically she was just saying like that he was like overtly like um affectionate touchy feely touchy feely and so she actually said oh. it remind what happened? I keep going. So then she's like, Oh, the guy or she felt like how John would feel because John's not a fan of like unnecessary hugging and like unnecessary like hand holding, etc. No, not with people you barely know or stuff like that. So I would like like to say, how do you feel we would fare if we weren't dating? Yeah. Would we end up like would you use a site like Tinder or how would you feel going out into the dating world? Now, if, like, uh, if you and I weren't together in 2015. I'd probably have the app just to see, just as, like, an ego boost thing. I don't know if I would go through and actually meet the people. Yeah. But I would probably use it just because it's, like, one of those things you're bored, you're watching TV, it's, like, swipe yeah, swipe no. <laughs> who swiped me? Yeah, maybe. Do you get to see who swiped you? From what I understand, uh, is you if you like someone, you swipe, let's say, right. Mm -hmm. And then if they like you, yeah. they swipe right, and then it says it's a match. So people, if they don't like you, you don't see them. Yeah. But if you like them and they like you, I think it... I think, I think there's a spot that's, like, matches or something. I would almost want to, as, like, a social experiment, put us both on there and You're going to get more no, swipe. No, no, You're no, not get more that, not that. But see, like, what people would be like, oh, my God, did John and Val break up? <laughs> kind of thing, and then be like, what would they say to us? It's like being at your own, like, eulogizing your own funeral kind of thing. Yeah, I'd be, like, be like, what's this creep John doing on Tinder? No! <laughs> like, like, what's this guy doing on Tinder? Well, I would be on it too, though. That's true. So they'd be like, what is this creepette doing on Tinder? Although I feel like most people, I feel like Tinder was a huge thing last year. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people were just kind of over it. I don't okay. know, that's just my perception of it. Because we haven't heard about it as much? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe people are going ham for it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We do know a lot of success stories off of it. Um. So yeah. So that was like an awesome brunch. We ended up hanging out with uh, those guys for like a couple hours. Um. And then just came home and hung out and watched mm. the baseball game, etc. Yeah. And then I wasn't feeling the greatest, but you were starting to feel shitty yeah. that day. The day before we had a wedding, then yeah. Sunday, I was like, thank God the wedding was Saturday. Because Sunday was when I, the first day I started to yeah. feel bad. Like, I had a sore throat and a cough. I think we went grocery shopping. That's why I loaded up on, like, the nose candy and yeah. the hauls and the Neo Citrin yeah. and all that stuff. We got like a survival shit. kit yeah. going. And so then Ferris actually gave us tickets to go to um, the festival or the TIFF um festival music house concert yeah it was a two-day show um unfortunately both of us were sick so we couldn't actually end up going we really to wanted it. to go monday there was dear rouge dear rouge was playing it was a band who's a former band of the week and then this other band i forget what they're called but they have that song um they have that song that's in that coke commercial like that animated soccer commercial okay it's like I don't care if I ever come back. Oh, is it, um, what is it, Sky Help? Uh, it is Brave Shores. Brave Shores. Yeah. So anyways, we were really upset that Monday. It was just like all day at work. You know when you're sick and you're just sitting there? Like, luckily, I'm lucky I sit by myself in an edit bag. Yeah. If I was really sick and I sat next to people, I'd be like, oh, I probably shouldn't come in. Mm -hmm. But halfway through that first day, I'm like, oh, this is rough. And then when we got home, I was just... My yeah, whole body were, was weak. I was like, I knew, I didn't even eat anything. Like, you, you made me crack. Yeah. I felt bad because I wanted to go really badly. I think it's also, like, 
up and even up on that day, like, we were still determining up until about 8.30 if we were going to go. Yeah. Because I actually thought Dear Rouge came on at, at like, like eight. 8. And so I was like, okay, if we even just go for the hour to see them, that'll be chill and we'll be back before, like, 10.30. Yeah. But they, unfortunately, came on at, like, 10. 10. And so I was like, ah, uh, this is hard to, like, rock it. And, like, I think it's, like, I don't know if, like, all of you other 30-year-olds out there... If it's, like, partying during the work week is a little hard, but somehow I feel like John and I go out a lot now more during the work week than we do on, like, we still go out on the weekend, Mm. but our work week is very much more filled with after-school things. After-school activities. (laughs) Yeah. This is true. Um, So trying to muster up the courage to go out at, like, 9.30 on a Monday is sometimes difficult. Uh, So that was Monday, and then Tuesday... Tuesday... I, Tuesday, I was still feeling under the weather, but I was heavily medicated with yeah. neocitrin and cough syrup, this yeah. and that, and we had a, a TIFF movie. So, I, um, at my work, we all got, um, like, we got uh, tickets for, like, all the films, essentially, um, but we could, like, pick and choose which ones we wanted to go to, so I sent John a picture of the spreadsheet of showing, like, I think, like, 50-some-odd films yeah. over the duration of the week, and I was like, let's just pick a couple of that we would want to check out. And so one of the films that we both kind of said looked interesting mm-hmm. was this one at Roy Thompson Call called Man Down. Man Down starring your boy Shia LaBeouf. And Kate Mara from House of Cards. House of Cards and Gary Oldman. Yep. Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, Commissioner I guess. Commissioner Gordon. And a few other people that looked familiar. Yeah. Um. So how should we... Should we just describe this film? Yeah, if you want to give a brief description. Okay, so Man Down, um, again, stars Shia LaBeouf, and it's supposed to be a part about um, this soldier who's shell-shocked, and he's kind of seeing the psychiatrist to go over this, like, huge situation he had because he's actually going through, like, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Um, His wife, played by Kate Mara, is essentially, like, this loving mother. They do, like, flashbacks of, like, their, like, very amazing life together. They have this son who's, like, the perfect Campbell's soup kid child. Um, And so they just kind of keep bobbing in between this real world, uh, Shia LaBeouf's character talking to Gary Oldman, the psychiatrist, and then they go to this, like, post-apocalyptic world yeah. where it's, like, destitute, worn down, yeah. and it's Shia LaBeouf's character. Is it Boof or Buff? It's, <laughs> it's not... You always giggle when I say it. Because LaBeouf is not... It's Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. I said LaBeouf. Are you sure? I dropped the pen and I wrote on myself already. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Even Stevens. Okay, fine. Did you ever watch Even Stevens? No. That was his, like, Disney show. He, he had a Disney show? Yeah, I knew him when he was like 12 years old. He was awesome. He was in the show called Even Stevens. He was a star. Aww. And he played like this crazy was kid. Steven? Yeah, he was always <laughs> Even. Even Stevens was an awesome show. People uh, out there. Okay, so basically it follows uh, Shia LaBeouf through this like wasteland. Yeah. What on the fast bender scale do you give man down? Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. Got it. I, uh, I'll just give you the number, then you give me your number, we'll talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I give it a seven. Mm-hmm. What about you? Probably a seven, like 6.97. Yeah, I rounded up to seven. Yeah. This is like a 6.8. Yeah. It was a decent movie. It just happened to be 
probably the most depressing movie I've seen in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to give it away because people might see it. Yeah, yeah, So I definitely, okay, We hold won't on. give away why it's... We won't give away why it's, de- like, yeah. why it's only, Well, like I mean, it doesn't seven. sound like a riot from the description you gave it, no, but no, 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 it's more no, no, depressing no. than that. It's way more depressing. I think there were certain elements of the film, and I think John and I will always speak from, like, an editor-producer standpoint. Yeah. There were certain things, like the music... Oh, the music didn't work at the all. The music was very disjointing at certain parts, mm-hmm. um, where it's like something that seemed like a very, like strong, um, like, like it should almost have like a Trent Reznor, like yeah, like yeah, aggressive, like rock. more industrial rock, yeah, kind of sound Not behind it. Country they pumpkin had like a, shit. You know, it had like. It had, like, Tom Waits have a little faith in me yeah. playing behind, like, this really macho scene. And I'm like, I can't tell if this is supposed to be, like, ironically campy. Yeah. Maybe. I, but it was such a dark movie that it's like, I don't think there's any campiness to this. No. And so that's what was weird. Having said that, like, um, the movie itself, I felt like the pacing was good. I didn't feel like it was too long. Well, the great thing, the first thing that made me excited about the movie was it said it was 92 minutes. Yeah. Which I was like, perfect. Timing. I love it. Um, And so that was great. I thought that they almost could have gone 20 minutes longer if they wanted to. Probably could have had another 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, I thought, like, once you get over the hump of one thing, yeah. you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. But then the ending is still like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> it's and just, pretty dark. just makes me feel feel bad for mm-hmm. life when I watch I'm like uh, once you figure out what's yeah. going on too it reminds me of the movie Life is Beautiful oh okay like do you know I never actually saw that so it takes place I forget the guy the guy who won the Oscar like that crazy Bene- not Benicio Del Toro <laughs> no Benicio uh, Del Taco whatever it doesn't I don't know yeah. I haven't seen him in anything since then but mm-hmm. he's in like a Nazi concentration camp yeah and in the end I think it's like the end of the Roberto world. Roberto Bonini, he walked on chairs. Yeah. But at the very end, he, like, hides his son in, like, this bunker. Okay. And, like, everyone's trying to, like, think, break. I think it's the end of the war, so everyone's, like, people are being free, people are running away. Okay. And anyways, the whole idea of the movie was, what's his name again? Roberto Benicio? Roberto Benini. He is trying to be, like, the happy, positive dad uh, who, like, okay. makes everything happy. Yeah. So he's trying to he's trying to show his son that it's not a bad place they're in. Right. Anyways, he gets caught, and at the very end, he knows his son's watching. So even when he's about to get marched and get shot in an alley, smiling. he's smiling, like, joking. His son's laughing. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, you just hear him get shot in the back of the head. Does it go black at that point? No, I think the, the son gets freed, I think. But it's like his dad just died. That's so horrible. Yeah, that's the same feeling I got. Uh. Was the feeling I got from Man Down. No, that's not what happens in Man Down. Go see the movie. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, but it's different. Okay. Anyways, um, that was sad. So I think the one thing, and again, being an editor, a lot of reviews of this film, because it hasn't come out at, for commercial release yet. Not even a trailer yet. Um, not even a trailer. Um, a lot of people are saying that what they have seen of a pre-trailer does not allude to the amount of time that he spends in the post-apocalyptic world. It's being slanted as he spends probably like 80% of the time in this post-apocalyptic world. Okay. And that's very much not the case. But don't let that disgruntle you from seeing the film. No, definitely. Yeah. It's worth the see, I think. I don't know. It's I don't even know when it's coming out. (laughs) 
<laughs> it says release date is September 12th, but that clearly has passed, and I haven't seen a commercial for it. No. Um, I will say, I did like Shia LaBeouf. I, li- I kind of, I like the guy. I yeah. don't mind him. I think the last thing I saw him in was, like, Transformers. <laughs> so. uh, the last thing I may have seen, I don't even remember what I've seen him But I like, I like him. He's one of those guys where yeah. I, I know he always gets in trouble. Yeah. But I'm like, I wish he would, wouldn't, because I, li- I actually like him. So, I think we got to talk about the TIFF experience. And, like, because yeah. Shia LaBeouf was actually there. Yeah, we saw him. He was present for the actual. Th- was he present? Well, he may have not been present. Yeah. He, his physical body may have been present. His mind, on the other hand. His mind, on the other hand, may have been on some some some, some sort some. of or some substance. Some substance. So, okay, the cool thing was, was that there was a huge lineup to actually get into Roy Thompson Hall. Yeah. But because I got us priority tickets, okay. like a celebrity, we got to bust through that shit. Strolled right That in. is where we should have played our Live at 605 card. I know. We should have, like, wore our sunglasses. We probably we were, were wearing our sunglasses. sunglasses. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it was awesome. We got to bypass this huge line and go in. Uh, my friend Amber and her friend from work were also with us. And we're sitting there and we're like, oh, is this one of those films that, like, Shia LaBeouf and Kmar are going to be at? Yeah. Um, they started doing, like, an outside interview, I guess, of, like, the red carpet. Well, it was, it was the premiere of the movie, so they would They be would there. be there. Yeah. Um, so then it was awesome because they were being interviewed outside and Shia LaBeouf had to have been stoned off his ass. Probably. Because some of his answers for things were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, she was like, how do you feel about this movie or something? Yeah. And he's like, it's like church. It's and, like church. And, like, our theater just, like, burst out laughing. We're like, where the fuck are you going with this? Yeah. And he was just like, it's like church. It's and then church. he'd go, like, silent. Yeah. And then he's like... Because you know with church. Yeah. Like, and we just kept, what are you about? talking about? And then, like, he said something, and then I don't feel like you give an answer. Or, like, she would be like, so how are you doing today? And he's, he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was the most disjointed interview ever. And, like, even after the film, because he was there mm. um, with, the like, the director and the yeah, rest of the cast. Yeah, they were on stage before the movie they started. They were on stage before the movie started. So at the end of the movie, our theater started applauding, and we all stood up because they were in the balcony seats up at the top. Yeah. We all turn around, and Shia LaBeouf's the only one sitting down. Yeah. Everyone else is standing, and he's just, like, hanging out, sitting there as if he's taking the best nap of his life. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I, I still think it was, like, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, like, I, I always thought he was pretty believable in that role. Definitely, I concur with you. Mm-hmm. So, before we move on, since that was kind of a, a heavier subject, should we take a break and maybe play a game that we haven't played in a while? Sure. You recommended it last week. What? Why don't we play a game called Hit the Post? Oh, no. Let's do it. Let's hit the post. So since we haven't played this game in a while, Hit the Post is a game where we are going to have, I have a list of songs here, and I'm going to pick a song for you, I'm going to give you a fake radio station and everything, and you have to talk up until the lyrics start being sung. It's called Hitting the Post in Radio Terms, when the DJ talks over the instrumental, and right at the end they say, and you're listening to so-and-so right before the guy starts singing, right? Okay. So would you like to go first? And it's called Hitting the Post, so... Would you like to go first? Or yeah. You, yeah? So I'll pick a song for you. Okay. So the song I'm going to give you is your boy, Paul McCartney, with Band on the Run. Okay. And you... Ooh, I like that song. There you go. The one song I thought you would like. <laughs> so you are going to be on um, 
WKRP in Windsor. Okay. And it is the morning zoo. Morning zoo? Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you need any other information for that? Uh, uh nope. Okay, hold on. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to play Band on the Run. Hey guys, this is Val. I'm taking you straight into your morning commute. This is WKRP in Windsor with the Morning Zoo. I got an oldie but a goodie for you guys. It's Paul McCartney and Wings with Ban on the Run. You never know when you're going to have to run in the morning. Go to work, get that cup of java, get into the swing of things. This is Ban on the Run, WKRP in the morning. We have a great lineup coming ahead for you. We got the afternoon rush with, um, what you call it, John, and we got the evening commute home. This is Ban on the Run. Whoa. <laughs> you hit that one beautifully, Thank may you. I say. That was very impressive. I only got turned off because of the thing stopped. I know, the yeah. stupid... Um, I lost my train of thought when that happened. But you still got it. You nailed that still one perfectly. You the, you've gotten better. I think the last few you've gotten them all perfectly. You know what it is, though? I love Ban on the Run. And I know there's like a trick thing where you think it's going to start. You oh, just have really? to get over that hump. That's hilarious. So now, do you? Uh, yeah, hold on. So here, you pick the song. Okay. And all that information, I'll grab the iPad. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> These are funny songs. I know. Uh, let's do. Take me on. Oh, God. Real big Oh, good. Fish. The good version. Okay. Okay. What's all my info? So, your info is, this is Jake. JKR <laughs> in Scarborough. Ew. JKR in Scarborough. Okay. Uh, this is the evening rush home. Okay. And... Uh, you also have to mention that there is a pileup on the DVP. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. In three, two, one. Oops. Ah, band on the run. What are you ah. doing? Just click on. Thank you. I know how music works. All right. This is your boy, John, <laughs> for JKR and Scarborough. This goes out to everyone still on the DVP from that pileup this afternoon. We're going into the evening rush. This is Real Big Fish. And they are doing the classic 80s Take On Me song. Oh boy, we're out there all night. This DVP pileup's going to be out for a while. Uh, I got screwed up there. I thought I could get it. Did you think it was Take On Me? What is it? Take Me On. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was like, you screwed this up with the classic? Did you think it was like, Take me On? on. Take me uh, on. Yeah, that's like, that is a different song, John. No, I thought Take Me On was the name of the band. This band's AHA, isn't it? Yeah. Damn it. I'm not as good. That one, I, I sucked that one. Do you want to do another one? Yeah, we'll do okay. a couple more. Here, you, your turn. Oh, okay. Also, stupid autocorrect on this iPad. I kept, I couldn't type in J-E-K-R. Oh, I like, know. <laughs> all right, so the next one for you is, let's take a look now. I am going to give you... Um, let's see, let's see. How about, um, how about Fresh by Devo? I'm going to make it tough because you probably don't know this song. Nah, is that, uh, so fresh? Uh, so, so fresh. 
something. We'll find out. Okay. And you are going to be, um, you are Fox in the Fiddle <laughs> in Perry Sound. Okay. And it is, you are part of the Weekend Warriors. What? Why is this all weird shit? <laughs> I don't know. Weekend Warriors. Okay. And you are going to mention the um, State Farm is going on this weekend. State Farm this. Isn't State Farm an insurance company? I think so. <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, that, that's a lot of information. <laughs> this is a tough one because you've been very good at this. Okay. So. You ready? Yeah. Fresh by Devo in three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Val. I'm your weekend warrior first up here. We got a great 80s track coming at you from the Fox and the Fiddle right here in Perry Sound. Wouldn't be an awesome weekend in Perry Sound if we didn't have some great things happening. We got the skate farm this weekend. And I know you're going to want to whip it hard with a great old classic from Devo. This is Fresh by Devo. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at this game. You don't even know this song, no. do you? Damn. That's two for two. Two for two. Very good. Okay. Wow. You set okay. the tone. I, I got to see if I can... Oh, shit. I don't know how to work this thing. The iPad? It's that weird thing. I don't know how to put the case back down. Oh, there we go. I figured it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do your song will be I Was Made for Loving You. Nice. By Kiss. Yep. I like it. Uh, this will be, um, let's say, K, K52 in the morning. Okay. And we are coming from, uh, Port Hardy, BC. Okay. And yours will have a state farm this weekend. Okay. Okay. I am ready. In three, two, one. Yeah, it's Long John Silva in Park Yardy, BC. <clears throat> and oh, it's a great day to be cave 52 in the morning. Ooh, yes. We're starting your week off right with Kiss. Baby, that's good. And you know what? We're going to get through that weekend. The State Farm's coming up. That's where I met the missus. This is Kiss. They were made for love, and I was made to love her all night that one night back in the day. It was a good day, and this is, isn't serious radio, so I can't get too explicit. But State Farm, you know what? Great insurance company as well. This is Kiss, made for loving you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't as graceful as no. you were, but I technically hit the post. <laughs> you def def definitely hit the post. Now, do you want to do one more, or are you good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> That's how you play. <laughs> hit the post, GR. Let's do it. Let's hit the post. Hat trick, motherfucker. Why did you become a pirate in that one? Because Port Hardy reminded me of Yardy. I thought I could make a joke being like, but then right when you're about to hit play, I forgot what like famous pirates were called. So I don't know what I called Black, Black John. I think I called myself. That's just racist. Hey, it's your boy Black John in the morning. But. Um, okay, so... Uh, what Sma else happened? Smash cut to Wednesday when I was still sick. Yeah, I guess like one of the things that, um, I guess this episode is a lot about pulp culture just because by <laughs> nature of the things we've been doing, but one of the series we just started watching yeah. um, is Narcos yeah. on Netflix. Awesome. And so do you want to give a background about Narcos? Yeah, basically it's the story of Pablo Escobar, the most, probably the most famous drug dealer ever. 
He's from Colombia. He brought and distributed cocaine from Colombia to the States in the 70s and 80s. Basically, um, if you guys are familiar with movies or shows like Entourage, Medellin was the famous movie with Vinny Chase. But anyways, I mean, I think most people know who Pablo Escobar is. It's a story about him. It focuses two sides. So it focuses on Pablo Escobar and his cartel. Mm -hmm. And then it also focuses on a U.S. DEA agent who goes from Miami to and moves to Colombia with his wife uh, and kind of is trying to bring him down. Yeah. And it's all about the corruption and uh, how like Pablo Escobar is seen as like the Robin Hood. Um, yeah. And it's a really cool show. Uh, it's awesome. I don't know what else. It, okay, so the one thing to note is that the show just premiered, I guess, in May. Um, it just got renewed, like, a couple weeks ago for a second season. Yeah. And John did some, like, background research. We're only, like, two, three episodes, three episodes and we watched two again last night. Um, but I think the cool thing is, is that the main actor who plays Pablo Escobar, he's a Brazilian actor, but he actually didn't speak a lick of Spanish. So the other thing is, the other reason why I like the show is, so everything with the Colombians, it's all in Spanish, right? Yeah. So it's all subtitled. You know there's some movies or shows where it takes place in Germany, but or what's that movie with Tom Cruise, Valkyrie? Yeah. Where he played like... South a, African. Yeah, but he just, he spoke English. Yeah, it was, he had no accent whatsoever, but like born and raised in South Africa. Like it made yeah. no sense. So this one, it's all authentic. Yeah. If you speak English, it's in English. If people don't speak English, it's all subtitled. Totally. So I like that a lot. Um. So the integrity of the whole... I just think this is, like, it's a very well-done series. And, like, true to form for Netflix, like, the pacing is great. It looks really amazing. Um, this is the first time John and I ever had Netflix. Yeah, we have so, the show's so good that we actually got Netflix. Yeah, so. just for that. Yeah. Um, because John and I don't need to get Netflix. No. Um, so this is great. So if you guys want to check it out, I definitely think on the Fastbender scale. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I would give it a solid, like, nine, 9.5 out of 10 so far. I'm up there with 9.5 out of yeah. 10 as well. It's uh, it's just really well done. Like, yeah. Netflix, my three favorite channels now are... Netflix F is not a channel. Well, my three favorite stations, broadcast, whatever it is. It's Netflix like, is not a It's a stream, I know yeah. that. But, I mean, they produce original yeah. content. It's FX, HBO, and Netflix now. Aww. Who yeah. got dumped? AMC. Aww. So all they do is... I like their shows, but it's all spinoffs. It's Breaking Bad and Walking Dead. That's true. I'm That's not watching true. 1812 Turn. I guess tonight is the Emmys. Yeah, isn't it's the it? Emmys, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, whatchamacallit, I do think Mad Men will take it, but I guess, yeah, because John wasn't feeling well, I wasn't feeling well during the work week, we ended up... Uh, watching Narcos a bit. Yeah. And then Thursday, I actually forgot I had a work thing. And yeah. so John was like, where are you? I was a little worried because I stayed home because I was sick. And mm -hmm. I, we were texting pretty regularly. We were checking up to see how I was doing. And at like 5 o'clock, I was like, oh, where are you? when are you leaving? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to go. Never heard back from me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go take a nap now. I wake up at like 6.30. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I haven't heard from you. I'm like, okay, maybe you stayed a bit later. I'm like, I'm not going to text you like an hour and a half yeah. later. I'm not needy or I'm like I'm, I know you're fine yeah but I was gonna make dinner because I was just gonna make steak it was pretty easy to yeah. do even though I was sick and then like seven o'clock rolled around I'm like okay I haven't seen or heard <laughs> and at like 7 30 I was like I don't want to be like 
where are you? Like, so yeah. I was like, where are you at? Yeah. And I just never heard from <laughs> but you. But in like, real life, I should have like translated that as, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was just a little nervous because I'm like, yeah. well, then I think you text me like 745 being like, oh, I'll be home in like yeah. 10 or 20. And I think it's just been so busy that I sometimes forget like what John and I actually talk about in real life. Yeah. Um, But then, so one of our colleagues from my work who's super awesome, I've only clearly known him for the past two months, but I feel like I've known him years. Um, he's actually moving to California for a gig, and so we had his going away party at this, um, bar slash event space in the city called Spin, mm-hmm. and so I went there, I think, I don't know if we were doing the podcast at this point, but I did, um, when I was at Blue Ant, we ended up going there for, like, a department party, so it's mm-hmm. a ping pong hall. Okay. Um, and so, I'm not really into ping pong, I will, I will not say that is something... I gravitate to, but when we got there, it was like four of us there at the beginning. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to own this. I'm going to play ping pong like the best of them. Mm. And so we got like a bunch of drinks and everything. And I just remember being like, okay, one, you can work up a sweat playing ping pong. I think this is like... Like, I wasn't as, like, intense with, like, a headband headband on and, like, running, like, one, yeah, two, yeah, three, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I found it, like, pretty hilarious. Like, I was like, okay, is this something John and I could do? Like, how we played tennis that day? Like, assholes? But I'm like... <laughs> well, we used to have a ping pong table growing up in our basement. Did you really? Yeah, I... I it, Unfair. I was like 14. My sister's 18. My dad's like yeah. 40. So, so I'm like, he's crushing me. And you still look like you're in grade six. Yeah, I still look well. like I'm in grade six. Right. Uh, so I, li- I always like ping pong. Yeah. I wish I wish we had a ping pong table. So uh, we ended up staying there at, and like I stayed, I kicked it till like 7.30 and then came home mm. for 8. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit, I didn't tell John where it was going at all. So I felt bad. Um, so then I came home, we ended up chilling and like watching TV or whatever. And then Friday came around. Friday, we had another TIFF movie. Yeah, so it was actually really good. Um, This was, again, from the list of films we could see, was one called The Reflector Tapes. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the great Canadian band Arcade Fire. Mm -hmm. Their last album, which came out in 2013, I believe, was called Reflector. Mm -hmm. And so this, what I thought it was, was a making of documentary (laughs) about the making of the album. I think a lot of people thought that. I'm like, oh, awesome, I love... I love seeing how their music's made, and mm-hmm. it seems really cool. They have so many people in the band, and they have a such distinct sound. Yeah. I'm like, this looks awesome. And I, I, I remember I watched the trailer, and the trailer looked cool. Yeah. Um, it was a little out there. So I've never actually seen the trailer. So I was just going from what, like, both of us knew that it was about Arcade Fire, and I'm like, of course we'll see it, right? Like, yeah. who doesn't love a good music doc, right? And again, we thought it was making of. So, we, Arcade Fire wasn't there, which, that was, like, sad pants. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the, the premiere. premiere. It was, like, the uh, Like, a second encore. showing of it. Um, but either way, we get to the theater, we sit down, and I don't know about you, but even in, like, the first, like, opening 13 seconds of this film, yeah, I was like, wow, this is really pretentious. This is pretentious, <laughs> artsy-fartsy. So, the director of the film is this dude by the name of Khalil Joseph, I think, okay. and he's an Indian storyteller, producer, director, etc. He's done, like, more music video style, okay. which I think would actually explain his yeah. editing choices sometimes. Um, but he's done stuff for FWA Twigs, is that right? Yeah, or, FWA Twigs, yeah. Yeah, um, or FKA Twigs, so one, one of those, those things, ones. right? And then he's also done stuff with Sue George. 
Who's that? You don't know Sue George? I don't know Sue George. Sue George. Have you seen, um, oh, what is that Bill Murray movie? Groundhog Day. No. Uh, Bill Murray movie where Lost in Translation. No. Where he, the water, um, it's like Royal Tenenbaums. Like that. Director. I don't know. Look, get, what's that? Look, uh, Bob? Bob who? No. Fuck. Okay. Either way, Sue George. Uh, Life Aquatic. Oh, I haven't Sue George did the entire soundtrack to Life Aquatic, but it was all David Bowie songs uh, sung in Portuguese. Bowie's in space. <laughs> Not Flight of the Concords. Um, ah. So it's so amazing. Um, but yeah, so Khalil Joseph did a bunch of stuff with these different artists. He's done stuff with like Kendrick Lamar, I think. Cool. Um, and like Flying Lotus, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And so he is very much a self identified like, artsy person. Right. Um, and so the weird thing about this documentary mm. was that it really didn't have a lot of narrative going through it. No, no, it did not. It didn't really have commentary from the band. Very little talking at all. Yeah, and so if you like watching music videos, yeah, right, which a lot of us do, it is basically showcasing the set list through a Montreal concert. Yeah. Um, a few and different then, concerts. Hollywood. Yeah. A few uh, different ones. But, like, I think it was, like, it was great to hear the music, but there were, like, we always have this expression when I was, like, growing up and studying in RTA to be an editor was that there's this thing called a star wipe. Yeah, and oh, it's, yeah. like, the worst transition you can use. Yeah, I'm trying to think what's the equivalent to it's. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Like Star Wipe is just it's like an '80s thing that's just. It's an cheap. '80s like cutout of a star stencil yeah. that you can see two pieces of video through it. Right. Right. And so I basically equate this film as overusing Star Wipes. It was sure. like unnecessary slow mos, like picture in picture boxes, like unnecessary like SD to HD. Yeah. Cutting between black and white to like checkered pixel like. It was throwing every effect in the bag onto this documentary to make it feel like 90 minutes or however long it was. Yeah. And there was this very loose thread of the two main singers in Arcade Fire, so Wynn and Bree, I don't know how yeah. to pronounce her name, um, who has a Haitian background, which I didn't know actually, so I thought that that was interesting. For sure. Um, they went down to Jamaica and to Haiti and actually worked with different drummers and musicians from there yeah. to actually build the reflector sound. Mm -hmm. So that part was interesting. However, th that was maybe a 10-minute anecdote yeah. in an 80-minute film. For sure. Um. So on the Fassbender scale... Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. What do you give? <sighs> Reflector I think I'm rounding down to six point eight, maybe. I don't know. Really? Seven, maybe round up to seven. It's in. It was wasn't what I expected. It wasn't. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. I don't. I expected more talking and more making of. Yeah. Mixed in with some like artsy kind of things, but I found myself just kind of getting bored a few times and not paying attention the whole way. Like mm -hmm. I'd be thinking about like daily things I had to do, like grocery shopping. <laughs> So John thought about being domestic yeah. while watching the reflection. What about game. you? Um, I will not be gentle. I will Ooh. say I gave it like a two out of ten. Jesus. Um, honestly, like I like you, I zoned out like maybe twice. I yeah. think 
and was thinking about like my daily activities and what <laughs> I have to be doing. Um, the Hollywood Reporter, there's a really great article. They reviewed it, and one of the dudes who was commenting on it, he's like, certainly this is not the least pretentious film in yeah. music doc out there. Um, but it spends a long time just like doing unnecessary things that kind of take you out of the story. Yeah. Um, if you are an Arcade Fire fan and you're a diehard Arcade Fire fan, I think you'll enjoy it just because yeah. it's just another piece of commentary about the band. For sure. Um, but if you're like us and maybe you love the Arcade Fire, but you're not a huge like believer in everything that they do, yeah. this feels like a pretentious tout. Yeah, it did. Yesterday when you were get, grabbing coffee, I had to, I put up a new curtain in the bathroom. I listened to Reflector, the album. Yeah. So, I mean, it made me like the music again. They played yeah. not just Reflector songs, but things throughout the whole catalog. Yeah. I definitely wanted to jam again yeah. after I heard oh, it. Of like, course. That was really cool. Um, I, I know you've never seen this movie, but the Monkees hmm. put out this film called Head. Okay. And it was this super LSD psychedelic right. film. And it was like small vignettes strung together yeah. um, with music, like this great song Porcelain. And so when I was watching um, Reflector Tapes, I'm like, oh, it kind of feels like Head, but Head, for some reason, was more enjoyable okay. because I think it was supposed to be like an LSD trip. Like, it wasn't trying not to be. Right. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> 2 out of 10. I don't think you guys need to see it. No, not just worth. listen to the just music. Just listen to the music. And what it actually also made me realize was that I'm like, wow, even though it was reflector tapes, they still played stuff off Funeral. Yeah, I know. A lot of the time. Even so. a suburb song or two. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. So I would definitely go see them live in concert if you oh, haven't yeah. seen them. Because yeah. it's definitely worth the trek. But those are our, our TIFF experiences. It's still fun. Like, it's nice mm-hmm. when the city's lively. That's why I love Toronto. There's always something going on. There's TIFF. Yeah. I mean, people are in the baseball spirit. Hockey started yeah. back up. There was... Pan Am games, the uh, C&E, it's just, mm-hmm. there's always something going on in the city, which is pretty fun. I mean, it's it's fun to see the celebs. Like, all, yeah. all I saw was Shia LaBeouf and that chick. And um, the guy from Lost, remember? We you passed, saw that guy. The guy we passed on the street. Which guy was it again? Oh, I can't remember. Well, exactly. Right. So, we're, we're almost done. We're over an hour now. Do you want to end this thing with uh, anything else you want to mention? Well, I guess, like... Today, we're going to my parents' house for my mom's birthday. Yeah. And then tomorrow, I don't know what's happening, but then I guess next week, I'm in Calgary. And then, I guess, um, next weekend, I don't know what what plans we have coming out next week. So, oh, the one thing I will say, guys, is I know that this season, we haven't had any cover art. Yeah. um, Which is, like, definitely my bad. It's just been a bit busy. Um, But having said that, John and I came to bat with season 10. Season 10. I mean, there's only three episodes left. After I know. This I was one, like, so. should we just make the cover up for this? But I was like, ah, fuck it. Season 10's pretty dope. Season 10 so far is pretty dope. I'm going to come out with new cover art. Um, if you guys have any ideas or any fashion that you want John and I to model and put on cover art, that'd be great. Definitely. Um, but yeah, other than that, we got some new BCBG stylings. Yes. You don't I have know, no, I have no idea, idea what that means. BCBG, no, I don't right. know. That's a store. Ah, I see. So why don't we not push our luck anymore with the stupid, the way things have been recording. Yeah. And we can get in the band of the week and then we'll go rest and then go head to uh, your folks' house. Yeah. So this week's band of the week is going to be uh, a guy named S.G. Lewis. Okay. 
And I actually got this song from the show Ballers. It was like in the end credits. Yeah. And Ballers is the show with The Rock. It's like basically the football version of Entourage. Okay. But it's... Which you didn't actually like in the beginning. I think there's 10 episodes. The first five, I was like, meh. The yeah. last five, I liked. I liked. I liked it. I'll is it definitely season two? Uh, they're gonna, they got a season two. Oh, okay. Although it was weird. The last episode, you see The Rock's butt. Like he's doing it with this chick. And I'm like, I didn't... I don't mind seeing butts, but something about like this six foot five, three hundred pound muscle man's butt. Wouldn't just, it be the best butt? It was just, it was, it was. You'd weird. rather see some saggy ass, is what you're telling me. Well, the bastard executioner just premiered on FX, which is Kurt Sutter's new show. Yeah. And if you want to see saggy butt, Katie Seagal shows her butt in that show, and she's like sixty something. And you were okay with it. I was alright with that butt. <laughs> but anyways, this song because it's. Almost fall. It's getting a little bit cooler. It's Your butt of, might be a little chilly. Your and butt thus, might be chilly. And thus not sagging. It's a slower song. It's perfect. I probably should have played it in the winter time. But, I mean, people might be listening yeah, to this. Yeah, it's chilly in Toronto. So the song, although the song's called Warm, but it's not a, <laughs> This is falling apart. You're on your own. <laughs> so the song of the week by the band of the week is Warm by S.G. Lewis. Ew. So all the ways to get in contact with us, facebook.com slash live605. I'll put new memes and pictures and posts and stuff. Amazing. Follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Malenkamp. I'm at ValGomez23. And um, what do they do on iTunes? Drop us a comment on iTunes, on our page, because uh, every comment you leave pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Exactly. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I'm Val. B. Easy. Let's go watch baseball.
John Mallon, and Val Gomez. You have been listening to the latest episode of Live at 605 with John and Val. Be social with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.